Bernie Sanders. Never gonna win. Carter comes up shooting. Welcome to Toronto Sport Matters, podcast number 66, Satan, that's kind of creepy, uh, where I'm joined with the usual suspect, Christian Wolfgang Graffin. How's it going? And Gregory Yeroshadis, who looks like a Siberian terrorist from a Steven Seagal movie right now. What's up, T-Dot? No mustache today. Uh, the rest of my beard just grew in around it. You just got lazy. <laughs> Correct. So do you deliberately like grew a mustache before you went for the beard? Or like your mustache just grows the, quicker? The mustache the... was for a bachelor party. I thought it would be, you know. Yeah. How, how, how did that go? Greasy. Okay. Very greasy. Greasy and disgusting. Um, you know, it's not greasy. The recent play of the Toronto Raptors. Look at that sequence. No, My God. Segway. Little segue action. Uh, so we haven't done a pod in a couple weeks because we're a couple lazy fucks. It's also the dog days of the NBA regular season. Not much to talk about unless you want to talk about Jeremy Lin's kind of piss poor performance so far on the Raptors. We'll get that a little <laughs> bit later. Um, let's. The season's winding down. End of the Raptors season, 2018, 2019. How did it go overall? Guys, like coming in the season, we had some pretty lofty expectations for the team. We obviously got Kawhi Leonard from the Spurs. Would you say this regular season was an overall success? Um, regular season, yes, because you're second in the conference. I said we get 60 wins. We're on pace for around that. I think you both had us lower than that. I think you both said, uh, one of you said around 50. I think another one of you guys said 53, right? Um it all comes down to the playoffs. We know this. Mind you, the style of play that this Raptors team is playing, I find it extremely exciting. It's the first, like, how far we've come from Dwayne Casey, like, high pick and roll and, like, isolation DeRozan offense. Like, the ball is humming. And for the first time, I don't have a problem with the threes because they're not forced. They're not. To, it's not Serge Ibaka jacking up four threes a game to meet a three-point quota. Patrick Patterson missing yeah. every single open three from no, the elbow. No, this is like open dudes, like uh, from ball movement, and I, I'm actually really excited about this version of the Raptors. I yeah. I agree. No, I was going to just sorry. I was going to jump in and say, look, last year at this time, not this time, but right when we got eliminated from the playoffs, Masai Ujiri promised change, right? And he said we're going to change, and then he fired Dwayne Casey and hired Nick Nurse, and everybody went. That's not that's not enough change. Yeah. Look at how much the rosters flipped since then, right? Uh-huh. Look how much people like Pascal Siakam have improved. So I think if you look year over year, like at the stats, our points per game is up, our pace is up, our defensive rating is better than it was last year, surprisingly. Really? Yeah, which is pretty surprising. And I don't even think we've hit our full D stride. I agree. And I like how we're going we're we're set to go into the playoffs right now. It seems like we're just again, it, like Nick Nurse said, we're using every game as almost a practice. And we're trying to learn something from every loss as opposed to take it as it means something. Last year, we were fighting to get 60 wins for some reason. Fred Van Vliet got injured near the end. Tonight, we're rolling our full lineup. Kawhi Leonard is going to play every game, but probably restricted minutes. And I like, again, I think this year has only been a success for the fact that we've had how many different starting lineups this year? Like 17. And we're still in second above teams like Boston and Philly, who lots of different people had above us this year. Yeah, Uh, I think it's been very, very good. And, and there's two ways, though, and here's my concern, because there's two ways that you can look at that. The first way 
is that, like you say, we've had all these different starting lineups, and and so now we can use them any which one that we want, and kind of uh, we're very hard to predict because of it. So we can adjust on the fly, okay? The other way, though, is that, oh, well, you know, you haven't had a group of guys together long enough to build up consistency, and, you know, what Jack Armstrong would say is, like, the winning habits, right? So, you know, the only concern is... Uh, can you get a group? And that's though I like what I've seen by bringing the rotation down to eight now. Yep. And there you're really starting to see them like uh, what our playoff form will look like because I still think we got to fix up a few things. There's still too many turnovers, right? And sometimes I feel like when the ball hits certain players, it sticks too much. But we're and I'd like to we're see 17th in the league in rebounding, like that could improve as well. And that's an issue too, yep. right? But overall, like we're going to be very hard to predict come playoff time. And also, teams haven't played this version of us yet, right? Like, they haven't played a Raptors team that plays this way because we just, with the addition of Gasol, we've completely, like, changed our approach to the game. So it's it's really an advantage, I think, going in to the postseason. So, kind of ta- wrapping up the regular season, um, give me one highlight and one low light. What was your favorite moment of this Raptors season, and what is your least favorite moment of this Raptors season? It came a couple weeks ago when we played the Oklahoma City Thunder. Okay, I watch almost because I love Russell Westbrook. Okay, I watch. I've been watching their games for years. Right, I've never seen Russell Westbrook be intimidated by a player before. I've never seen. George and Westbrook get alphaed. Kawhi Leonard, a week and a half ago, came out and alphaed Westbrook and George. He absolutely tore it. Like, I saw the uh, what it's going to look like in the playoffs with uh, Kawhi's defense. Mm-hmm. He absolutely turned it up. He got in a stance. He bullied Paul George. This guy's the, supposed to be the best wing defender in the league this year. No, it's still Kawhi. And he showed it. Like, he completely took Paul George out of the game. Westbrook was silent. He had a good game still, but his energy was off. And Leo, throughout the whole broadcast, was like, something's off with Westbrook. And I was screaming at the TV. It's because he's intimidated. Mm-hmm. I've never seen a Raptor do that to the Thunder. I've never ha- We've never had that guy. So and to me, that, that, that was a highlight. Do you remember earlier in the year as well when he did the, the steal when he wasn't looking? Like he oh, kind of, he yeah. yeah, yeah. And every Raptors fan was like, oh, shit. Yeah, this, yeah. This guy actually is the claw. Like, he is that on defense. Yeah, so, man. Uh, my favorite moment, though, probably Pascal Siakam's game winner against Phoenix. They trusted him at the end of the game. He had nine seconds left in the clock. He pretty much milked it all the way to two seconds. Top of the key, ran it all the way down, had a left-handed layup for the win. Kawhi was smiling. Everyone on the Raptors were happy. I just think it, like, highlighted the fact that Siakam is a completely evolved player. And I, I know we're going to talk a lot more about most improved and everything about that. But to me, it was the evolution of Siakam was highlighted by that play. And that's yep. the highlight of the Raptors yep. for me this year is just Siakam in general and the way he's he's given us a chance. Look, people like Jovan are saying we don't even need Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard just resigned just simply because we have Siakam. And well, that's something not, you couldn't, let's not and say I agree, crazy things here. but at the same time, it's something you couldn't <laughs> even say a while ago. So that that moment in general, just to, to see that, to have him be trusted with the shot, because again, before that, there was a lot of Kawhi. So it was a good change, and he hit it. It was yeah. great. Yeah. Low point. I For me, honestly, it... Um, it's for, can, I, can I get mine first? Please. For me, it was hard to pick one. Getting, getting fucking... Stomp by Dwayne Casey every fucking time we go to okay, Detroit. So that's my low point. <laughs> Honestly, that, that's my. I have Detroit lo- getting swept by Detroit. 
I actually kind of found that funny. I think it's like I really I think it's like a silver lining for Casey and all this. Um, but for the Raptors and Nick Nurse. Yeah, but I mean, it doesn't matter that much, right? It's the regular season. I, I, I yeah, agree and I disagree. Fair, fair. No, that's fair. Like, it, it sting a little more. The only other low light I would say that I could that I could highlight is Jonas Valanciunas' injury, because just think of how good the Raptors were rolling mm-hmm. right before that actually happened, and who who knows? Like, I agree. Now we have Gasol and and the offense and, is popping. Yeah, everything right now. Like, maybe it turned out for the better. Who knows? But I but, think at the time it was it was definitely devastating so for the can, Raptors. Can I ask you a question though, right? Because what it, when JP came back from that injury, and if you've been following him, he's been beasting. He's been doing exactly what I said he would do if he got traded to a team where he gets an opportunity. He's been putting up like all star numbers, right? Yeah, like a losing team, yeah. Okay, but right, but he's just getting he's getting the touches, right? Exactly. Now, what if he didn't get injured? If Draymond Green, right, and he was killing the Warriors in that game. If Draymond Green didn't break his fucking thumb, right, and he started to put up big numbers like that, maybe not as big, but big time numbers, do we still make the trade? Who knows? I, again, I just don't see he'd ever. He would never get that opportunity in Toronto, right? That's the difference, and he didn't. But he was I mean, playing he was here for how long, and he never really. We would. We would make the trade. I think Masai Ujiri said it last offseason when you know he's not going to suddenly mediocrity. He's going to make a change. He's going to completely flip the script, regardless of our team's success. He's looking at putting the best possible team out there, and I think at least in in my opinion and Masai's at the time, Marcus Saul could have been potentially been that guy to push us over. Yeah, it's the last step to like modernizing the offense right it's like less shots in the paint more uh like or less from like a plotting big man in the paint more spacing more threes mm-hmm. more passing and i know you wanted me to mention this but just pre versus post all-star stats yes for for the team for the raptors three points uh three point percentage it's 34 percent before the all-star break now it's 41.9 wow so 42 percent pretty <laughs> much and Danny Green on that think, one Mr. 45 where do you think that comes from though well, it's a mixture of just spacing the floor because of Gasol, Gasol being out there, and again, Danny Green being absolutely the best shooter since Fe- since basically the All Star break in the NBA. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, assists per game, we went from twenty four point seven to twenty seven point six. Don't talk shit about Joe Harris again, okay? <laughs> hey, he he won the three point comp. I'll give that <laughs> you, to him. You, you not you surprised there? It's the assists. The assists from twenty four point seven to twenty seven. And that's what things we couldn't play this style with JV. It just wouldn't have worked. His his intuition and feel for the game isn't the same. Although he's a better one-on-one scorer and a better rebounder, right? Uh, and a better commodity in some sense because he's he's still kind of improving. Okay, yep. like you just couldn't play that way with 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 Gasol. Sorry, sorry, with JV and Ibaka because Ibaka. He 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 can play him in the high pick and roll, but his his feel for the game isn't close to where Gasol's is. When you put Gasol out there now, you can play like a modern, almost like how Golden State plays, right? With the back cuts, right? It's it's just beautiful basketball to watch. It's the way the game sh- should be played. No, I, I fully agree. Brandon, you're busy filming there for for Instagram. <laughs> um, well, one last topic before we actually jump into our Toronto Raptors player grades. Uh, we're kind of discussing the core rotation of the team coming in the playoffs. Uh, as we obviously know, Patrick McCaw is out right now with injury. Is he a kind of guy when he's back in healthy form, Pat McCaw, back in the playoffs, do you think he can reclaim his spot in the rotation? Or do you think he's going to be another guy that's going to be a bench warmer? Uh, during the playoffs. So, so just going off timeline, on March 30th, they said he's going to be three weeks until he's reevaluated, mm-hmm. which to me means 
April 20th is when he comes back. Mm-hmm. Playoffs start April 13th. It's going to be pretty hard to get him integrated back into the Raptors if he's just getting reevaluated then. I think he's pretty much ruled out for the first round. Uh, but but again, Patrick McCaw is one of those people that's like situational. I don't mm-hmm. think we need him in the first round. Do you re-sign him bring him back next season? Would I resign him? Uh, it all depends on what Kawhi does. Everything depends on what Kawhi does, mm-hmm. I think, yeah. in my opinion, this offseason. Yeah, I, I echo what, what Graf said. I think like he, the only I think his I honestly think that they that they got this guy for Kyrie Irving. Yeah, if if we to, end up facing Boston, up, to, that's to when pick we need him it. up full yep. court mm-hmm. and bother him. Yep. No, that's I fully it. agree. Whenever Lowry's not out there, yeah. McCaw should be out there on him because yeah. I trust him way more than Lynn. But honestly, I, I know you're worried about uh, McCaw. I'm kind of worried about OG. He's had concussion-like symptoms now for what three, four games. But, and that's that's strange because it wasn't that big a hit, eh? It could be just them being extra cautious because you know what they do. This is what I think the Raptors do when they have players that get injured, right? Uh, they go and they and you. I see them working like at the practice facility and like before the games with the player development coaches, mm-hmm. and they and they work with them on on stuff that they couldn't otherwise if they were going to be playing. So maybe they're just putting them through different stuff and getting them ready for what they want them to do in the playoffs, which is shoot threes. I guess. I, I guess a, a little one of my inside sources. I know you have your, your, oh, yours yourself. Just, yes, the well, one of my inside sources basically said that. OG Ananobi, and the reason why they don't want to trade him or anything like that is because in the practice facility, whenever the Raptors do team practices, he's always the third best or sometimes even the second best player on the court behind pretty much just Kawhi Leonard or maybe sometimes Lowry. But he's better than Siakam. He's better than any other Raptor. It's just he can't transfer it to a real game. Well, because he's a big-time athlete, and you probably would, you know, it's probably similar to the progression of Siakam, right? Like guys like that, like they need to polish their game off a bit. But like they have the the, the, raw, the raw talent. It yeah. just seems like OG lacks the intensity a bit. No, I don't. I don't think that's true. I think you're like I, I see why you would think Body that language. because of his like he's very understated, Kawhi like, mm-hmm. but he's locked in, right? Like there are other guys that are really hyper and whatever, but they're they're too bouncy and all over the place and they can't stay calm. Right when OG locks in defensively, like he's a thoroughbred. Mm-hmm. He's a thoroughbred. Like like he's a he's a. a uh, a caliber athlete, right? I mean, we're going to talk about him next in the player grades. Well, let's bring that up right now. So, uh, end of the season, let's uh, let's give some grades. Let's uh, let's judge these guys. Um, Toronto Raptors. Um, we're going to go number one. Uh, we just mentioned him, OG and Anobi. Christian, what's your thought? So, what's so, your so grade? We're all going we're all gonna to give our grade and see 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 what happens here, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so, I'm giving him a C. Greg, really. I'm w- I'm with you on that. I'll give him a C. B minus. Hmm. So, why? so why higher than us? But I I think you're right. He's played to a C to, to C plus, but I think considering like what he's been through, um, you know, issues with his family, and also like yep. like he's also had to like his position. If Kawhi wasn't here, he'd be starting, and you'd see right. So he like when you come off the bench, like your leash, you don't have a very long leash. Right, and he's got all these other guys that are like competing with him for minutes, and because he's been in and out of the lineup this year, he hasn't really got into his rhythm. So because of that, I, I'm giving him. Look, a I, bit I of agree slack. with you because I, I wrote down here, dealt with a lot this year, yeah. and his injuries of sort of like the concussion right now yeah. have, have always kept him out of rhythm. At the same time, he's gone from shooting 37 percent from three last year to shooting only 33 percent this year. So it's not a terrible I, drop. It, yeah, four percent. I mean, again, 37 was high for his first year. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just a sophomore slump, if yeah. anything like that, because uh, his defense seems to still be there. And 
in the all-star game. He did that 360 through the leg dunk. So the athleticism is obviously still there. He just has to. It's better than it was last year. It's just a bad. I think you said it's a bad year, but I can't say he's been improving. With, with OG, the, the one thing I'm happy to see is that he hasn't had another knee injury. So the Raptors have have managed that well. That's yeah. why we rested him so much well, last the, year. The best staff in the, in the league. Yeah. You hear that, Kawhi? Uh, moving down the list, this one's for you, Greg. We got Mr. Oregon himself, Chris Boucher. The plug? The plug? Is that uh, his nickname? Yeah, man. That's Boucher, uh, Boucher means uh, plug in French. That's what my girlfriend told me. She's got her master's in French lit. The plug. The plug. So, you know, look, uh, for me, you got to give him an A for what he's done. It, it's it's relative. Like I have B+. Plus, so. Yeah, I was going to say A minus is actually what I was going to say. Yeah, do. hey, G League MVP, defensive player of the yeah. year. He's done. You got to give him that. He's like, fearless. I like this it. is Yeah, like he's fearless. Exactly. He's fearless. And, and he's young. So, like, what do you expect? No, no, I agree with you. I, I have he's B plus. He's sneaky good. So. He's like Bruno Caboclo, sneaky long good. He could be a small ball center. Yeah, exactly. Brandon, Brandon what do you have for him? Uh, Whatever. Uh, <laughs> moving, moving down the list. Uh, <laughs> I'll, give him a, I'll give him an A minus. Just because yeah. I know you fucking love the guy. Uh, <laughs> we've only seen a limited sample size in only 22 games. We got Mr. Marcus Gasol currently averaging for the Toronto Raptors in 22 games of 9.4 points per game. Ooh, 6.4 rebounds, 3.9 assists, shootery, shootering, shooting right now, 47% from the field. Uh, so, I don't know. What do you think? I, I'm, I'm gonna give up. I'm gonna give a solid, solid B plus. The That's numbers exactly aren't there. The numbers aren't there. But the way he's sort of improved the philosophy of the organization, the way we structure our offense, he got to give him a bit of love. What do you got? Uh, do Greg? you have the? Uh, and I'm gonna give the exact same grade. I think you've hit it spot on. Do you have his three point percentage up there? I do. He is currently shooting 43% from three on the two Raptors, attempts he's per shooting game. 43%. Yeah, exactly. He was shooting 34% on Memphis earlier this year. So I'm looking at the per 36 minute stats. Because for me, that's a big... He's getting a lot less minutes than he did on Memphis. Yeah. And just like you said about Valanciunas, it's the opposite. For yeah. Marcus Gasol. But if you look at his per, he's averaging right around the same as, as he did there. The same rebounds. Actually, kind of a little bit more. He's just a little bit less points. Mm-hmm. But like you said, his three-point percentage goes from 34% to 42. Well, he's getting... Right? Because now he's able to get more open looks, right? His, his assists go from 5 to 5.7. So everything's technically up if you look on an average. Yeah. You know, the big thing... With me is, can he hit the mid-range jump shot? He doesn't need a mid-range. Because here's why. No, here's here's why. Because when we play him out of the high post, it's the way that we run him so obviously as that facilitator. Teams are gonna back up off him, and he struggled to hit the mid-range shot. His three is like looks better than his mid-range shot to me. Yeah, I mean the only way he gets better in my mind or gets to an A is if he gets you know. More inside scoring, or, and, yeah, or you start no, shooting a lot more and takes you over. Because I'm, I'm worried that teams are going to counter what he's what we're doing by just backing off him and playing passing lanes and daring him to shoot. And because his his mid range shot looked horrid. Alrighty, moving down the list, we got shooting guard Danny Green, currently averaging 10.3 points per game, four rebounds, 1.5 assists. Right now, shooting from the field, 46.6. But get this. At fucking five and a half attempts per game, Mr. Green is shooting a blistering 45.7% for me. I'm going to throw it off there. Danny Green's an A- minus for me. A-plus for me. A-plus? How, how, a. how could he be any better? Yeah, wh- why the A- minus and not the A? I don't know. He did have a bit of a slump. <laughs> great, great podcast. No, 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 no. no. He did I, have I, a bit I, of a slump to, in the middle of the year. Yeah, I, I, he, 
Yeah, that, that's, that's probably the main reason why I give him an A minus. Um, lapses on that's defense. Harsh. I kind of came in the season thinking he's going to be a lockdown defender. He's a great defender, and not really didn't. I, I say he met my expectations. He didn't go beyond my expectations. Well, he's as not defender. getting younger. He's not a yeah. He's not a lockdown one on one defender. He is a good positional defender, and he's a good shot blocker. And he's a smart defender. I'm not going to give anybody an A+. Plus. Just throwing that out There's there. There's one player that gets an A+. Plus from and me. his name is Malachi Richardson. All right, <laughs> moving down the list. Um, we got... Oh, I didn't even ask you guys. What do you got? You said A, A-, minus, said a, a plus. plus. Okay, I'm here an, we go. I'm at an A. I'm at an A. All righty. Uh, everyone's new favorite celebrity chef, uh, Serge Ibaka, is up next. Uh, currently averaging 15 points per game, 8 rebounds, 1.4 assists to go with 1.4 blocks as well. Serge is currently shooting 53% from the field with a... A 27.2 three-point percentage with 2.3 attempts per game. Uh, Greg, what do you got? For me, it's a B plus. And it would at the beginning of the year, it would have been higher. It would have been an A minus because compared to like I was ready to because originally I, I liked the trade for Ibaka, and I remember this. And the way that we were using him obviously was the issue because he's just not a stretch four, mm-hmm. right? At Thanks, the, Dwayne Casey. Yeah, in the modern NBA, he is a he 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 is a small ball center, or not even a small ball. He's just a center, mm-hmm. right? Like Boucher or Pascal would be a small ball center. He's a center, and seeing him in the pick and roll game um, with his little pick and pop and 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 rim running, he's been way more effective. And his defense, because he's close to the rim, we're seeing his defense show up. Um, but because he kind of fell off a little bit with the trade and he struggles to, to come off the bench, that's why it's a B plus and not an A minus. But I think he's he's done what, what we've asked from him this year. Yeah, his numbers are up from last year. I have a B minus for him. B so minus, okay. Yeah, I have a B minus for him. And that's mainly because his three point percentage goes from 36 to 27. And that's a good point. And, no, that's and, a good point. And you know what I mean? Like for, for yeah, him. Yeah, but he's, he's switching a center. Like, are we really asking him to. You know, take as many three pointers as last season. But right? his three no, I know he's not taking as many. I, I agree with you. He's not Wait, what, taking as many, sh- but you'd expect him to to not dip that much. Yeah. yeah what? Sorry. What did yeah, you say right. the drop was? Um, he went from thirty six percent to twenty seven. So almost. Yeah, it's like nine nine percent. Yeah, nine yeah. percent drop. Yeah. So, but every other number is pretty much up. Like Career, you said, he's adjusted roles. You know, like, career year. Like Serge Ibaka was the guy that kind of came in the NBA right off the bat, was a contributing member to that young core for Oklahoma Oklahoma City Thunder. Kind of was marred in mediocrity for a few years, but this looks like he found a great home in Toronto. Uh, seems like he's really part of the core rotation with the team. And he has good uh, energy with the team, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah. He brings, he brings that energy. Exactly. He's kind of that goofy older brother yep, personality yep. on the team. And the work he's doing to keep Kawhi. Alright, next up not forget that. is the franchise himself, Eric, I'm just joking, uh, uh, we got ooh, Kawhi Leonard right now, currently averaging 26.8 points per game, 7.4 rebounds, 3.3 assists uh, to go with a 49.6 field goal percentage and 37.4 from three. Um, what do you got, Brand? Oh, I said I'm not going to give him an A+, plus, so I'll give him an A. He's playing pretty well. You know what? A minus because I'm just fucking well. fed up with like, just the resting the rest. and not playing every single game. I get it. It makes but sense. is that we- him? The franchise? Maybe a combination of both. Yeah. I'm not fed up with it at all. I love it because we're going to keep him because of it. Yeah, we might, yeah. It it certainly will be annoying if he leaves after it. Would it? No, if he goes far in the, if we go far in the playoffs. <laughs> I think, I think it'll look bad on him. Season. I think Toronto fan, I think it'll look bad on him. 
He's uh, not going to take time off in the... At a scale of uh, 1 playoffs. to 100, how sure are you that Kawhi Leonard is coming back to Toronto? 75... Uh, 60%. Uh, <laughs> oh, God, fuck. I'm going to go with 75%. Yeah, I'm over 50% sure that he's going to stay. Just because uh, of the I, success. How could you not stay? Like, you say you're about winning and the team is... I'm at 50%. Unless they flame out in the playoffs <laughs> and him and Ibaka fight. He's everything we wanted, though, him to be I know, for the Raptors. I know, no, right, this yeah. season? And you know there's another gear. And he just had a, his second part. kid in Canada. Exactly. Canadian, he's a citizen. Canadian citizen. Yeah. Citizen. No, he's Brandon. I give him an A. The only reason it's not an A plus is for the reasons that you mentioned. Um, because I think it, that has affected his 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 rhythm. He's a way better shooter than I thought he was. Right. Um, he's coming off a tough year, though. Don't forget. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. No. Like, that's not. We can't forget that. And I actually believe. Like, I doubted the injury last year, but like, he wouldn't. Like, just listening to him talk, like. He was worried that his career might be over, and yeah. right, and it was very serious yeah. for him. Plot twist: Kawhi for most improved player of the year. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. So I, I give him the A, but we'll see in the playoffs. That's for sure. Alrighty, moving down the list, uh, Mr. Linsanity himself, averaging seven point six points per game to go with two point seven rebounds, two point two assists. Uh, Jeremy Lin currently shooting thirty eight point two percent from the field for the Raptors, and this is the reason why he gets a D for me, twenty one point six from three. That's unacceptable for Jeremy Lin, who's a shoot-first point guard. Um, guys, what are your thoughts on Jalen? Yeah, he's shooting 21% on the Raptors right now from three. Yeah. He's Sorry, brutal. From, 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 from three, three, shooting yeah. 21% on the Raptors. He didn't Remember I was saying before he didn't hit, hasn't hit a three yet? When we were like four, three weeks he, into him being on the Raptors? He shoots the ball over his shoulder. He's a D for me. But I, um, apparently it's because after his injury, he changed his shooting stroke. And you can tell, like, he shoots it over his shoulder. It looks funny. Um... Maybe, you know what? I'm going to change it. C minus. He does seem like a kind of guy that'd be a really positive influence in the yeah, locker no, room. Very upbeat sort I'm of personality. I'm going to give him a C minus too. I think it's tough to come into a team like this with such high expectations. Now that Van Vliet's there, when he comes in, it looks way more fluid. Mm-hmm. Like at, like with Van Vliet and Lowry in front of him, I think his best and he's his last few games have actually been decent. Like he's starting to play better. I'll give him the C minus, but I understand why you give him a D. All yeah. right, this one's a more challenging one for me personally. I'm gonna get your opinion on this. We're gonna go Kyle Lowry next. Currently averaging 14.4 points per game to go with 4.7 rebounds, 8.8 assists. Is that a career high? Yeah, I don't know. He's he was averaging. Right a, now, he though. was averaging a career high. In okay, 41.6 from the field, 35.3 from three with seven attempts per game. Christian, when you got Kyle Lowry hat. See, I have Kyle Lowry as an A, and I, honestly, I just I wrote down here like what you throw away the stats first of all because Kyle Lowry does so much more than what's on a, what's on the stat paper. Yep. Every single time we've spoken about Kyle Lowry, we almost talk about him like he's Kawhi Leonard, if not better for the Raptors. Well, it's also about adapting his he's game to the style player. of play this season, right? And he doesn't necessarily have to be the chief offensive option on that team, and he's and that's a big deal, right? What you just said about mm-hmm. like him having to adapt and like you know he could have made this a lot worse for Kawhi well, there was a point in this year where I was really concerned that there was an issue between them and it seems like that's all gone now well we live in the league where everyone wants to be the superstar look at Russell, Russell Westbrook literally shooting his team out of wins some nights and Kyle Lowry just being so selfless like a multi-time, multi-time all-star I think it was a kind of a questionable decision for him to be elected to the all-star team this year just based on the competition and the other guys out there but again like second he's, in the league in assists you can't deny that. And yes, yeah. it, it is a career high. So I have an A. Right? A minus. A minus, Greg? I'm, I'm going to go A minus, and the reason it's a minus is because his three has been inconsistent. He needs that three. Kyle Lowry is my favorite Raptor of all time. I think after the trade of DeRozan, he's probably the greatest Raptor of all time. Think about it, right? Like, yeah. this guy's been here throughout all the winning. Like, we... We don't need him to win the first and maybe the second round, but I think for us 
to get to the finals, we need Kyle Lowry like we get to the finals, Kyle Lowry is the best. I just, dude, I just, yeah, I do. I think that if we get to the finals, Kyle Lowry's the greatest Raptor of all time. Dude, I just, this guy, he puts it all out on the line for you, man. And him Mm -hmm. now on this team looks way better because it's an intelligent team. You know what I mean? And his game shines more now. We're not forcing him into one-on-ones all the time. Mm -hmm. All right, next up, I don't think his numbers truly reflect the value he's brought to this team. Obviously, he's out with an injury. That's Patrick McCaw in 26 games. He's averaged 2.7 points per game, 1.7 rebound, one assist, shooting uh, 44%, 33 from three. Uh, Patrick McCaw gets a solid B-. minus. He fits a specific need, uh, sort of depth, uh, perimeter defender, um, a guy that can drain the open three. Nothing super flashy about him, but he's a very stable guy to have off the bench. It's a luxury to have him. Yeah, I'll give him a B. Um, he has a limited role, but I think he he does his job well. I'll give him a B as well. That's a straight B. Uh, again, like we haven't asked too much of him. Yeah, I liked him a lot in the earlier in the season. It's a shame he got injured, but and it's tough coming in at, at this it is. time of the year. It is. Uh, what I'm gonna do is Jody Meeks. <laughs> I like Jody Meeks Six a lot, games. from what I've seen from him. I'm giving him a B because I can't really give him much higher than that. But yeah. honestly, he's he's been impressive. Like, he really fits. Yeah, he can shoot. 43% well. from the three points. He can shoot. And, honestly, and I like he, Jody Meeks. And he's part of this change that we're talking about, how basically the Raptors now, just before the end of the season, right, at the trade deadline, you move out these guys like Greg Monroe, JV, um, Wright, and CJ Miles, all of which were inconsistent three-point shooters. And you've brought in these other pieces and all of a sudden like oh shit everyone on this roster can now hit the three and right even your 11th guy on the bench can do it so i agree yeah give him a b speaking of which malcolm miller Ooh, that's a fun <laughs> but name that, that's up. an example of what i'm talking about right i mean uh, I, I can't give malcolm miller higher than the c though can yeah you? c agreed yeah. he's 26 years old like he's not and he hasn't got the playing time yet he came back from that injury it's good to see him yeah, back agreed. he is a good shooter agreed. though He's a good young guy to have because a team that's like full of, you know, older vets like, you know, Kyle Lowry and, you know, 40 year old Chris Boucher. It's really refreshing to have a bunch of good young guys on the team. So no, I, 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 <laughs> well, Sorry, dude, I got to throw shade at Chris the Boucher. The thing is, right now in the NBA, you've got to be able to make people pay if you're left open. You've got to be a professional shooter uh, amongst everything else. You need to be a professional shooter. And the guys that we brought in, like Meeks, is a professional shooter, just like Miller's going to be. All right, next up is Stormin, Norman Powell, that's currently averaging 8.5 points per game. That's probably the toughest one. 2.3 rebounds, 1.6 assists. Stormin Norman's currently shooting 48% from the field goal, 38% from three, three attempts per game. Greg, what do you got Norman Powell at? You know what? Early in the year, he really struggled. Like, he couldn't throw a rock in the ocean. Like, like But I like, I was, and I was listening to Lowry talk about him. Uh, and, and Lowry said, and Lowry's a very intelligent basketball player. And he said, you know, I like it when Norm puts his head down and goes downhill mm-hmm. and if he's and right and I like him when he's shooting that three because he's too athletic to stop when he's going downhill and he's too and he jumps too high to block for people to block his three so what he's saying is like he doesn't like it when he tries to be like DeRozan and do that mid-range mm-hmm. game whatever and I think he's doing that now and that's why uh, I give him a B like oh, sorry a B plus even because after he came back from that injury he showed the best I've ever seen him so I, I I respect how he's bounced back. B plus. I'd give him a B minus, and I thought that was a high grade. To be to be perfectly honest with you, I would think most people that were B plus is a bit high would probably say like 
some could argue he's in the seas just because yeah. of just because of what he's I, had this year. But I, I, I give him again his, his play lately has been very good. I give him a B plus only for the fact that he was locked in this ridiculous albatross contract. He clearly is on a ten million, eleven million dollar per year. The expectations were too high for him. exactly coming into this season and just kind of you know calming down, yeah. getting back to his form, and just becoming the player who earned that contract in the first place. That, it, and that's what I mean. I've seen that bounce back, Brandon, and mm-hmm. like. I want to acknowledge that. So maybe it's not a B plus in terms of what he's done, but I could see the light at the end of the tunnel for him and the player that he's going to be. Is He's part of our, we can all agree, he's part of our core playoff rotation as well. At least he should get a chance to be. If he starts playing like shit, you take him out. Mm-hmm. There's other guys that, that yeah, him, spot. It, yeah, I agree. No, our, he's above Lynn and Meeks right now. Yeah, so. Yeah. so this is a roundtable agreement. We're all probably going to be at A, A plus on this one. A plus, We're Pascal yeah. Siakam, 16.8, 16. 16.8, 3.1. Do we... Do, a plus, most improved player of the year. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, and the last person we can discuss Another is uh, Wichita State's Fred Van Vliet. Played sixty games, so missed twenty games plus of uh, from injury. Currently averaging eleven points per game to go with two point six rebounds, four point eight assists. Fred Van Vliet's currently shooting forty one point three from the field, thirty eight percent from three, with four point seven attempts per game. Uh, I'm going to give Fred Van Vliet a B minus. Okay, I have him as a B. Just because of his role change, mm-hmm. the injuries. Like he hadn't started a game before this year, and all of a sudden he started 27. Uh, his points like are even, up. His three point percentage is 30. Like going for expectations from coming in the season. This guy's an undrafted free agent. You know what I mean? This that is a luxury year, to have right. him. No, that's what, that's what I mean, though. Like giving, like. Wasn't he just resigned this year to a new contract? Right, right, yes. right. But. It's the heart and soul factor, though. Just kind of like yeah. Lowry. He's a mini Lowry, right? And you can see it. It's more stable. It, it's the steady freddiness. Exactly. It, it's. When we don't have him in the lineup, we sometimes get irate. We shoot too much. Our offense looks out of place. He's always the player that seems, at least in my eyes, to be able to come in and slow things down mm-hmm. sometimes when we really need nobody it. nobody can pick his pocket. The ball gets settled. Oh, he'll, he'll never let someone yeah. take the ball from him. So Yeah, I I got him on the I got him on a B plus plus. Alrighty. Uh moving down the list, going in the second quarter. Uh let's talk about the NBA. We'll start off with the Eastern Conference. The playoff. Uh, seating is basically established in the West, but in the East, they're bas- they're fighting for the last couple spots. Um, who is out? Who is in? Who would you like to see make the playoffs? The final three playoff spots is Pistons, Nets, Heat, Magic. Who would you not like to see in the playoffs? What is one team that just disgusts you with the idea of them being involved in the playoffs? Can I say the Brooklyn Nets? Oh, fuck off. Everybody <laughs> loves them, and I'm just like, meh. Yeah, for me, it's the Magic. Uh, see, I actually meh. don't mind the Magic. I don't mind them either, but I don't really want them in the playoffs. Like, I, I meh. Yeah. For me, it's a heat. There's no one on that team that I want to see. Dwayne Wade is the oh, only thing I've written off. down here. What would you mean? Did you, you see? The, the did playoffs? you see the? I, I put in the For chat real? group the Emmanuel Moutier like denial in the jersey slot was hilarious. You can see the moment when Moutier's like heart shattered million pieces. <laughs> wait, wait. You for real don't want to see Dwayne Wade go to the playoffs for his last season? He's won a championship already. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. No. Uh, I, yeah, I feel that. I, I like the I like the sentimentalness of doing it. He's one of my favorite players growing up too. So I'd rather see him there than just yeah. Sl- you like can have you can have Dwayne Wade in the class, or you can have Evan fucking Fournier. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly my point. Uh, yeah, no, I don't know. I think it's gonna be interesting how it's gonna shake up. Who would you like to see the Raptors play out of that for? Detroit. No. Wow. Really? Never. Why? Because it would be so fun. If they can't beat Detroit, then they don't deserve to. 
It's not about just beating Detroit, though. It's about who you have to face like in the next round and I how much they take I out of you. I think we'd handle them easily. I really do. I think that we just start. Like I think that we never 100% took them seriously. I think if we really locked in on them, we could beat them. It, it, I would love Detroit to finish in either sixth or eighth, just obviously, so that they have to face either Philly or uh, or Milwaukee. I'd rather them face honestly um, Philly. Just because that way Joel Embiid's going to be banged up yeah. and he has to face the Raptors yeah. the next round. That would be like nice. He's going to have to face Blake Griffin and, and Drummond, yeah. and then we're going to get to face who the Nets. I just Aaron think Allen. I just think it would be great, like to like to be able to drive down to Detroit and like watch a playoff game there. I mean, I'd love to be able to face the Heat. Like in my mind, we'd be able to smoke the heat. Like, well, we already have really, though. I want to see the place of You want to smoke that heat? Smoke <laughs> the heat. We'd be able to destroy. Like you know what I mean? Like that'd yeah, be an yeah. easy out for the Raptors. And then the Nets, maybe they face, you know. None of those teams pose a challenge to us. I really, uh, you're it's right. It's more Detroit, about like how quickly we can beat Detroit them. Detroit is the hardest matchup, but that's also yes. maybe a good thing because it gets us ready. Yeah, we've, we don't need that. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, that's why they had the regular season, Greg. Um, <laughs> all right. We're going to speed through this because we took forever for the opening quarter. We're going to go to the we third the quarter Raptors. right now. Um, yeah. So... Yeah. Not much to talk about. We did say the dog days of basketball or where the fuck you put it. Um, dog days of the NBA season. There we go. Um, I, the only team realistically, like if we all sat together, we probably came in agreement. That the only team realistically to start the season that could probably take out the Golden State Warriors would be the Houston Rockets. I also said the Thunder. The Thunder. I don't know how I feel about that anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I would love to see them 1-8. Sorry, go on. No, but you know, obviously the Denver Nuggets are completely the probably the biggest surprise other than the Bucks this season. They're a great. Story, um, yeah. What do they bring to the table organizationally that could potentially lead to an upset when it comes to a showdown in the Western Conference Finals? Hypothetically speaking. Well, you know they. Well, first of all, they have they're playing Denver, which is an advantage, right? Because the altitude, it's like one of the hardest places to play. Um, they play an up tempo style that you would think would 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 match the Warriors but like if you watch that game last the Warriors have shredded them when they play them Mm -hmm. so it just doesn't look like they're they're a team that I think could be upset in the first round by OKC or the Spurs the Spurs for sure it's weird because I know like this is a how good are the Denver Nuggets and how could they be you know what do they have on their team that could they don't have a lot of experience but I honestly I kept going through it and you're right like all these things I've written down they're they're very young other than Millsap, like he's the only player born in the 80s. I, I don't see Denver being able to... I could see them being upset in the first round by San Antonio, which they've lost yeah. two of three to this year. Um, like you said, like, like the, they're slow paced. My, my confusion, my yeah, confusion yeah. here, though, is that whenever we sort of assemble the podcast, just for our listeners, is that we always have a conversation and kind of bring up ideas of what we want to discuss on the show. And Greg brought this one up, so I'm kind of confused why you wanted to bring up this Do you topic. know why, Brandon? <laughs> I, I recorded that that game, that uh, Golden State Denver game, and I sent that comment. So are you, are you, are you just more in- after the game? We could talk about because I thought I really thought the Nuggets were going to come out and they were going to give a better goddamn effort. They got blown up by thirty, mm-hmm. so I think that they're more likely to get upset in the first round than they are to to, to win it. Look, at any, this point, any, if they play the Thunder, they're getting upset. Any team that has a strong start, I feel like, and then limps into the playoffs, is always. You know, they're a target. And yeah. look, those teams at the bottom of the West right now, like you said, OKC and the they're Spurs, good. they are good. And they have playoff experience. You know what's crazy? Yeah, so Denver difference. Denver Nuggets are 31-7 at home. 
and they're in twenty and nineteen away. Yeah. But that's a sign. That's a sign, right? Of of a young team, right? It reminds me of like the early stages of this Raptors team. In, in this shooting age as well, they're only eighteenth in the league in three point percentage, and they're not top five in offensive or defensive rating. So like Those they're all, like yeah. they're like mediocre good. Like you know in what everything. I mean? Like yeah. everything's good. They they're could, good in everything, but what are they great in? Exactly. And I love Jokic. I love his you know. <laughs> father look and and lazy sort of style of oh, play yeah. but but I just don't think in the playoffs they they have the kind of experience to do no, it in the, the Western there, there's a reason why Nostradamus Kajioka was on to these guys as early as last year I'm okay? the hipster pick this team in the coming years will be a contender for sure I don't see them as a legitimate title contender yet uh, one team I kind of want to bring up briefly is the surging Utah Jazz, who first half of the season were completely out of the playoff picture, nine and one their last ten. Is any is there is there any fucking team in the Western Conference that can take out the Golden State Warriors? Basically, what I'm trying to allude to. Houston, Houston, that's it. And still? maybe, maybe, maybe I, I still hold out for the fact that Russell Westbrook, like the hate that he has for the Warriors, will 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 lead. And if Paul George plays out of his mind, that they have the talent. They have the talent to beat the Warriors. I got a good uh, little question to ask both you guys right now before we jump into Greg's gripe. Um, <coughs> new team. You have to pick one point guard to build your organization around. Do you take Steph Curry or do you take Russell Westbrook? For one year? One year. Russell no, 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 no. Westbrook. Yeah, one year. One year. It's Steph Curry for me. And that's a fair take, right? Russell Westbrook just had a 2020 Christian, 20 Christian is that a fair take? What do you mean? It's the obvious. In my mind, it's yeah, the obvious. Yeah, it's the most. Like I'd say now, more, more. You said Russell, and he said Steph. But I, I honestly think that all, uh, all you're like agreeing when you guys equal, disagree. <laughs> I think all other things being equal, Russell Westbrook is better than Steph Curry. I've always thought this. I just think that Steph Curry's in a better situation where his talent comes through more, right? He created that situation though, too, in a way. Yeah, no, I'm not. Yeah, sure. Like he he helped generate that by wanting to people want to play with him and No, but I mean like the way the basketball is played has changed because of him. Yeah, I mean if you put those two one on one, who wins? That's a tough question. I think Westbrook destroys him. I think he eats his lunch. I really do. Like look yeah, if you put Reggie Jackson against Mike Conley one on one, Reggie Jackson might win. Does he make a better basketball player? No. I, I mean LeVar Ball beat that. Michael Jackson. No, Mike Conley beats him one on one. You think so? Well Le- LeVar Ball beat Michael Jordan one on one. LeVar Ball's so, so. Look, um, look. I, I, I think Westbrook is the most dominant point guard of this generation, and doesn't get talked about. The guy's he's averaged a triple double for three straight seasons. This is like thought to be impossible. Irrelevant stat. It's not irrelevant. It's not irrelevant at, at all. Look, you know what? You know what I get? You know what I get from fucking averaging three tri- like a like a triple double three seasons in a row. Selfishness. I also think fighting that that for team, rebounds. Like if double the Thunder, assists, the, ripping rebounds from Stephen Adams. The is Thunder's fucking. team is not is also not adequately constructed, and they're missing their best perimeter defender. And I know that doesn't make a no, massive difference. No, this uh, actually, yeah, he he is. Uh, they're missing well, Abrams will come back. One soon. of the best in the league. <laughs> Robertson is one of the best perimeter defenders in the league. Mind you, you can't shoot a lick. But I think that team is too much constructed that way. There's not enough. Is it Robertson for Westbrook. or Robertson? Robertson, whatever. No, what is it? I don't know. I'm asking. Eh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> Hard to say. Hardy. It's Robertson. It is Robertson. Jumping in the fourth quarter. Oh God. Who do you think is? Who do you think is? If you had to pick for one year, who who do you pick? Steph Curry. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. No he can shoot from like forty feet away. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, it's a good. Like, I understand why people would 
You know, well, he's a great basketball player. I mean, he's also one. You know what I mean? Like, the, yeah. there's that, like, sort of, you know. But, uh, well, me, think about the parameters of what I said. I'm talking about a young team, a new organization. No, it was actually um, for one year. And for one year. One year. Okay, so one year. I just think Russell Westbrook's mentality is going to completely always get in the way with his actual true ability on the court. His no, ego he sometimes. He just had a 20-20-20 game. Only Wilt has done that. When you and Wilt share something, you know you're special. Just saying. Wilt? Chamberlain? The stilt. Ooh, okay. The, the, the fucking... Wilt the stilt. I'm not even going to go into his sexual escapades. Already uh, going into the fourth oh, quarter. Yeah, half the NBA like, is somehow related to Wilt Chamberlain. <laughs> like Genghis Khan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, jumping into the fourth quarter. Greg, what do you fucking piss off about? Tracy Tell the Brady. world. Diamond Pizza. I got to say it. It's about to be by Diamond Pizza. Tracy McGrady. This guy on air... Right, And I wasn't going to say anything, but then Jack Armstrong came out and stood up for my man Pascal the other day, and he called them out. Right, This is the team that drafted you. Right, This is the team that drafted you. And you got a young, budding star, right, a guy that's come out of nowhere. Right, Not just like some rediscovered lottery pick. He picks D'Angelo Russell. A former, I don't think he should even be eligible for most improved player. The guy was, everybody knew he was going to be good coming out of college. Lakers just gave up on him. Right? Because they had their Lonzo Ball pick. What are you talking about? We had a discussion when the trade went down, and I was the only guy supporting DeAndre Russell, and you guys were just (laughs) ripping me apart. To me, there is no... But the the thing is, like, when you're talking... This award has a certain type of person that you would look to put in these positions, right? And to me, it's clearly Pascal Siakam. Not only has he raised his point scoring average... His like his style of play has 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 changed. Like the guy is giving you like a shimmy shimmy, right? Like he's just a completely new player. What you're seeing out out of Russell is the 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 maturation of the player that kind of people knew he could be, and that's why he was picked so high. He was the fucking lottery pick, right? To me, this award screams Pascal Siakam. Do you think we're sleeping on Deron Fox a bit though? Uh, yes. Uh, but again, there's another lottery pick. Look, look to me, okay. To me, the fact that, and it's not just this, it was that T-Mac, I, look, again, I talk a lot of shit about the jump, but I secretly love Rachel Nichols. She, she keeps me engaged, okay? Because it's actually a discussion-based show about the NBA, okay? And I'm watching T-Mac just praise the Celtics and, all the, and every team but the Raptors because he doesn't want to admit that this version of the team is better than the one that him and Vince were on. That's it. Right, that his Raptors team is not the best team of all time. That indeed this team is the best Raptors team of all time. And maybe you know, and to me, it's just it, it's gone to a point now where it's it's just insulting. It's just insulting. I'll defend him because he's my favorite player of all time. But to me, T Max just bitter at the fact that it's not bitterness. If anything, it's more of he's just trying to say that's almost what happened to him when he was on the Raptors. As soon as he left the Raptors, he went from 15 points a game to 26 points a game the next season. And then his minutes yeah. jumped when he went to Orlando. And you can so see that anything, bitterness, though. Yeah, so I think, if anything, he's just saying, you know, the fact that he's getting all this opportunity now is the only reason why, you know, he's getting all this stuff, just like himself. But he's getting the opportunity because he's improved, right? Like, like because he's doing things that he could do before. No, I agree. And Look, I actually don't think he actually watches the games. Like, and this, and this is what Jack was saying. He's like, if you watch the games, and I do watch the games, like... It's a completely new player. 
Not to mention the fact that his scoring average is up nine points. I don't think Paul Pierce has watched a single game after his retirement. But even Paul <laughs> Pierce, even, okay, Paul Pierce on, on on the jump says that the Raptors are now better than the Celtics. But you get T-Mac, a former Raptor that can't even rep his team, right? At least every other NBA player, they rep the team that they once played for, except for T-Mac. I'm sorry, I lost my love for the guy. I got no more love for T-Mac. It was a bitter ending, obviously. I, well, so. I got no. We bring him here and we celebrate him. You couldn't, right? Throw us some love. Throw Pascal, this young young guy, some love. Nah, man. I got no more love for T Mac. You heard it here first, guys. Already, uh, we'll be back next week with our uh, player awards, um, our All NBA uh, sneak peek. My most approved player is Bogdan Bogdanovich. Uh, no, I'm just joking. Uh, you could be a candidate though, right? Fair. We, definitely. Miles Sorry. Turner, Sabonis, anyone in Indiana. Definitely Bogdanovich. Oh, uh, Greg, you got something to say? It's you got we, something to say? We gotta throw what you out got to one say? thing. I wanted to get this in the gripe. <laughs> gotta throw out a congrats to Jack Armstrong. The yeah, the three time, three time in a row, three time winner, Canadian Screen Awards for Best Sport Analyst. This is a guy that wasn't even born in Canada, right? Coming up here, sharing his basketball knowledge, and look like. All, 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 all that aside, this is a guy that makes time to meet with bums like us and shoot the shit about basketball, right? And for me, growing up, listening to basketball, listening to him talk about ball, I learned so much about coaching through just the stuff that he says on air, right? And I don't know, I, I just think it's so deserving too because he's so charismatic. Like, you know, my girlfriend doesn't like basketball, but she likes to listen to Jack. Right? Like he brings in viewers and he deserves all the credit that he gets. And he's an amazing person. And if you talk about, you know, I don't want to say stuff about his personal life, but you know that he's like a he's a humanist. Like he's a he's a he's a uh just someone that a man of the people. Okay. A man of the people, right? And so, someone that young people can look to for for who they can become. So just want to throw out, you know, uh Toronto Sport Matters, congratulations to Jack. I think we definitely own that. Absolutely. Um and with that, guys, you can catch us on. Um, you can catch us on, obviously, um, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and iTunes. Uh, follow on Twitter and Instagram. And then just a last thing, a shout out to the two winners. Um, Lots of replies. At Sardina, at Fonte Ryan, at Classy P. I am Chris Rain and Benny Main. Benny Main! They were the five winners of the Tooks. Benny Main! We're, we're shipping everything out to them now. Benny Main! Congratulations, guys. <laughs> Thanks I, I for entering shocked. as well. So Benny many Maid! people are listening to our podcast that hey, you got all those replies. It's a new era hat. This toque is amazing. No, but they're awesome hats. The, the, right when the weather turns a little warm is when we're going to give you a toque. Yeah. <laughs> so wear it with pride. All summer long. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much for listening, guys. Have yourself a fantastic week. Peace out, Toronto. Oh, oh.